Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. You're a wizard, Lucas. <laughs> I'm a what? No, I said it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Sorry, I had a delay right there. I'm a what? I'm a what? Oh. Woo. It's going to be a fun one. Um, we're going to get into it in a minute, but some things we got to talk about. First up, we got a highlight hey here. Boys, What's up, how's highlight? It going? Thanks for having me back on. I am very excited to talk about this game. Of course, of course. Like I'm, I'm giddy. I know, I'm smiling. I know, man. I think you're the best person to have on here. Oh my god! Thank you. <laughs> That's really sweet. Well, you're you're a fan. You're a fan. You love Harry Potter, so you know you're gonna play this game either way. You're a contributor. You want you want to talk about it. So we wanted to give want to give you a little soapbox here. Oh, well, thank yeah. you. I'm uh I'm, I'm very curious to uh, hear your thoughts. Highlight because um I know I, I feel know. like this can go like really swimmingly or just to be like <laughs> really contentious and I'm excited. I'm gonna have to play arbiter here and make sure that you guys don't just like want to punch each other through the computer screen because it's this is all nice guys it's cool wizards flying it's around cool. on a just broom you know potions my trigger class. word is God of War Ragnarok we'll just see. as a warning Matt <laughs> just don't <laughs> Matt don't mention God of War Ragnarok I think yeah, we'll be okay okay oh. awesome but um. First, I watched Banshees of uh, Inisherin finally. Um, yes. I got inspired to watch it by listening to our Oscars episode, which everyone, if you haven't listened to that yet, highly recommend you go listen to it. It was a lot of fun for me because I wasn't in that recording. It was um, it was uh, Lucas, Chambers, and producer Sam. They crushed it. We're not afraid to go against the uh, everything, er- everywhere, all at once narrative. Great film. But listen to the, listen to the show. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Um <laughs> Really, really good episode, so go check that out. But yeah, I finally watched, watched Banshees of Enid Sheeran, and man, oh man, Barry, Barry Keegan, man. Barry Keegan, love, baby. Don't you, he, you understand what we were saying, right? Like, He's just such a little freak. Dude, he I like, bro, that movie, like, okay, I get it. Like, he was in the Best Supporting Actor category for the Oscars against Kiwi Kwan. He wasn't going to win, you know? Yeah. Just like politics, story, all that stuff. He just wasn't, he wasn't going to win that one. But like... Bro, like Barry Keegan literally plays like he has an unspoken, unidentified like mental. He's neurodivergent in the movie. Like he has like yeah, either Tourette's yeah. or like autism. He has something, right? Somewhere on and, the spectrum with something. Yeah, yeah, and he's like playing this like extremely sad, abused character that like everyone's laughing at, you know. And like it, ugh, it's it's so yeah. good. He's he's incredible. I I love that. No, he's guy. very good. Really cool. Yeah. Um, I. I he he almost seems like he he just gets like typecasts into characters that ha- are, are either have some sort of neurodivergency or they're uh, disturbed in some way, and I, I'm here for it because I don't know the he he has like like this almost natural film over his eyes when he plays these roles, you know, where like. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it, he he gets into that character so well, like playing the slightly off off guy, basically. Yeah. Um, and he he does things so well, like with the way he'll he'll his he'll tilt his head and croak it out when he says something, and then I don't know, just like so incredible. And he's great, right? Yeah, he's he's seriously he's, awesome. He's like yeah. I th- I think Doogie Doogie had or producer Sam. Sorry, I, I his nickname is Doogie, just so everyone knows. Um. That probably sounds super random to our audience because I probably never called him Doogie. <laughs> we probably never <laughs> called him Doogie. Um, anyway, producer Sam, his hot take was that Barry Keegan's the next Al Pacino, like the next heavy hitter, like 
big generational acting talent that's like going to be an A-lister through many, many years. Oscar nom, Oscar too. winner. He's a hot dude. Dude, do you follow him on Instagram? No, I was looking Please. at it though. I looked it up after that episode. Dog. Oh, he's damn handsome. Uh, yeah, he's. they make him look weirder in the movies that he's in. And it's kind of funny now with him doing Joker, right, in the new version of Batman, he's now somehow been in like all these art house like super crazy weird artsy movies but then he's also like been in two superhero movies yeah like yeah. he's like he's somehow like uh, so good that he can just be on both ends of the spectrum at the exact same time literally the exact same yeah. time because banshees just came out so yeah love that guy we are a pro barry keegan podcast officially yeah yeah i'm excited to see what else he does and then um other big news of the weekend I was actually out with producer Sam. Uh, we went to a comedy show, a lot of fun. <laughs> we went to a <laughs> we went to a bar afterwards, and um, you know, me and producer Sam, you know, we're we're young single men. Prowling. So, you know, we're 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 out. I wouldn't I wouldn't say prowling. That sounds you're a bit prowling, aggressive. Matt. <laughs> you're prowling. We're out there doing our thing, and uh, I got a girl's number. Hey, and, um, <laughs> hey. She hasn't texted me back. All right. It's been a day and a half. Okay. I'm not counting on it at this point. <laughs> but I asked. Okay. That's, Yo. That's step one. You did it. So you did it. So we can step call one. you Matt Rizzo V from now on, right? That's good. <laughs> that's Matt's good. a Rizzly Bear. That's good. Oh. Yeah, I love Rizzly Bear. Rizzard, hey, if you will. Oh. I, I like that. I, I like that, that one. I actually I like, like that. that a lot. I'm the Rizzard. <laughs> but um That's awesome, yeah. Matt. Fun night though. You know what? Hey, they can't all be hits. They can't all be hits. You know, that's, that's true. That's my motto. They can't all be hits. You know, you make zero percent uh, of the shots but, you don't take, Matt. Exactly, exactly. But very fun night, regardless. We were out till like three or four a.m. Went to good old Fred sixty two down there on Vermont Street. Anyone familiar with L.A.? That's a very iconic diner in the area. But um, good times. But uh, you know, in the same way, I'm a wizard. We're also here today to talk about wizards. That's what everyone today we are talking about the number one Harry Potter simulator, Hogwarts Legacy. Cue the music. That's right. The 7 out of 10 from Destructoid, 6 out of 10 from GameSpot. Got to talk about that for a second. The 9 out of 10 from IGN, 83 out of 100 on Metacritic, third-person action-adventure game published by WB Games, Hogwarts Legacy. Probably one of the highest-profile games to come out so far this year. Um, One of the highest-profile games, honestly, with one of the biggest IPs in recent memory. Uh, Wow. Wow, wow. Um, we've been playing this one. It feels like for a pretty long time now. Um, although we started it like right after the last of us. So been playing this feels like we just had some last of us content and now we've been playing this game. I think I mentioned before on recording, I played it on steam deck, Matt, you were PS five, right? And then Tim, you're PS five. I was a PS five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we had a good diversity. I mean, (laughs) between steam deck and PS five, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about here hardware wise for the game, but yeah, but um, really, really great. Matt, should we should we hit him with the synopsis first? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think everyone's obviously pretty familiar with Harry Potter, but it's very much worth mentioning that this is a original story. It takes place well before um, the time of Harry Potter. And so we'll, um, 
We'll dive in here. So, taking place in the late 1800s, Hogwarts Legacy follows the journey of the protagonist, who had just gotten admitted to Hogwarts and will be starting as a fifth-year student. The protagonist soon discovers they have a particular gift, the ability to sense and utilize ancient magic. Thus begins the protagonist's journey to better understand the magic, learn about the former keepers who had safeguarded the ancient magic previously, and to stop the goblin uprising led by Ranrock as well as his partner, Victor Rockwood, a dark wizard that is descended from one of the original Keepers. All right. Yeah. Good there synopsis go. there. Um, man. Yeah. You know, this is this is so interesting because we, we had an episode about a month ago. Um, I believe the title was It's Okay to Like Hogwarts Legacy. I think it was a topical episode with Hot Mickey. And the narrative surrounding this game has been, you know, it's been tough. I, there's been, you know, through the whole development co- like cycle of this game, there was nonstop, you know, stuff about J.K. Rowling having to kind of separate and sever a lot of different ties very publicly. If you go to the Hogwarts Legacy website, it's very clear that they state J.K. Rowling has not been involved in this property and this development of this game, which I think is a very interesting approach. We've talked about that quite a bit. Feel free to go check out that episode if you have a moment. Um, but all that being said, you know, what we have here is a true canonical, you know, representation of Hogwarts and characters and the world and the wizarding world as a whole. And this, as I was playing this game, what I was realizing, I don't know if you guys had this realization, this is now what Hogwarts, what it is. This is the first like big, real, true layout of the whole castle, like the whole area, the different hamlets around the area, the different zones, like they added in tons of uh, like ancestors of characters that we know, Weasley, Black, all these families. I mean, this was a big deal for the IP, right? Because it's probably the biggest thing besides Harry Potter itself that the IP has had. And I'm I'm saying that it supersedes even like the Fantastic Beast movies for sure. I think like in terms of the Wizarding World, yeah. the IP itself, this is probably the biggest thing that they've done. Um, and it's no secret, it's obviously had its kind of ups and downs, boycotts and things like that, but we all played it and we're here to uh, talk about and judge judge the game as it is. Yeah, you know, it's obviously yeah, shrouded in a lot of controversy upon its release, but, you know, it, it's crazy because when this game was coming out or when there started to be rumors of it like several years ago, I remember thinking like, there's no way. There's just no way anyone's actually going to do the monumental task of making a brand new you know, original Harry Potter, not Harry Potter rather, but just Hogwarts story, you know, set within that wizarding universe and really just kind of own it and, you know, make it on a next gen console. And lo-, lo and behold, we have Hogwarts Legacy now. And, um, yeah, I'm just so interested to have this discussion with you all yeah. and see kind of what we all think about it. Um, real, wanna- real quick too, I just want to acknowledge that the developer Avalanche, um, really, I know, I, I it makes sense because they're associated with like, you know, uh, Warner Bros or whatever or WB. But I mean, they don't really have like a very, I guess, they don't have a great resume. Or great <laughs> resume. Yeah, they're they're not like a studio with like a lot of pedigree behind them, like how Santa Monica would be, or really like an Ubisoft yeah. or um, you know anything else. Really, no, uh, the you're guy, not I'm counting just... Chicken Little in 2005 and 2006. Their, their most recent game before this was Cars Three: Driven to Win. Um, well, that game's a banger, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, come on, Matt. You didn't like car. You didn't like Cars Three. They made Dragon Ball Z Sagas, which I played. Um, actually, came out in 2005. Not a good game. Throwback. Um, real quick tangent. It is 
I, th- I wanted to write like a piece about this or talk about it thoroughly in an episode at some point, but it is remarkable how many more, t- how many times Dragon Ball has just been rehashed the story over and over in a different, different fighting game. Like it's more, it's more impressive than what Call of Duty does every year, in my opinion. Oh, whoa. Um, okay. Man, man. Wow. That's a hot take. Cause like at least Call of Duty is like a new story every year or like a somewhat new setting, not new setting, but like, original content within that setting. Dragon Ball is literally just the same shit. Yeah. How many times have we fought a Frieza boss or a cell boss in a Dragon Ball game? It's like literally every game. It's remarkable. Um, Granted, there has been some new content recently, which is super, but neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about that. But the point is Avalanche really didn't have that much pedigree behind them going into this. So, you know, I was really interested to kind of see the game and see how it turned out. And, you know, as far as like AAA games go, I think just purely from a, technical standpoint you know i think the they did an okay job we can get into it but um uh highlight what are your intro thoughts here um i was pretty hyped coming into this game as probably a lot of other folks because i'm a pretty big fan of the iep in general i've seen movies countless times as i'm sure many others have i think lucas mm-hmm. you're the one i mentioned like christmas time you watch the movies like pretty religiously. They're Christmas right? movies. Um, they are yeah. Christmas. I don't movies. watch them a ton Absolutely. during Christmas, but I like if I'm flipping through like TV and I see the movie on, like I don't mind lingering and watching it. I read all the books. I'm actually in the process of rereading the books because the release of the game kind of made me want to revisit and kind of see how much more detail is packed in the original text. Um, only got through one book so far because being an adult fucking sucks and you have no time for fun. Um, <laughs> but like, I remember when the trailer dropped kind of out of nowhere in 2020 and like a lot of people were hyped and I've been waiting to play a game like this. I think the IP itself lends itself to a lot of cool different directions um, because it's fantasy, but it's also really accessible. A lot of people like it's ingrained in a lot of like the popular consciousness like of our generation of pop culture. So I was really excited to see how the Wizarding World was going to be translated. Walking in, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. So I, that was one thing I wanted to do too was level set on our Harry Potter fandoms here, right? So I'm a Potterhead. Like, you're a Potterhead. Okay, Matt, you're a Potterhead. Can you want, you want to describe your Harry Potter journey to the audience? Oh man, I, I mean. I think that's like probably how I learned to read was just rereading Harry Potter and over and over. <laughs> uh, no, I love, I love everything with the Harry Potter universe. I think it's so magical and fun. Um, especially the movies, there's just a sense of warmness associated with them when you watch them, like a sense, like a, a comfort, uh, like, a, you know, that you always just feel good, I guess, when you watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an addicting feeling, boys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What are we talking about here now, Matt? Are you, are you good? <laughs> he just loves Harry Potter. <laughs> um, like nothing in life feels good anymore except for Harry Potter, boys. I just don't like. Uh, you know, cling on you to that whole that way? Cling on to it. Yeah, <laughs> but no. I mean, I, I think you know Harry Potter is a special franchise, and everyone mm-hmm. is taking like a test. Like, oh, what? What house am I getting sorted into? What kind of wand would I have? You know. Um, yeah, exactly. Everyone like Harry Potter has houses imagined are the themselves new playing Quidditch, school, pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I'll watch the movies regularly year over year. Um, I've been meaning to reread the books. Actually, I just haven't had as much time because I'm already in a book club too. So my my reading time uh, is limited these days to things outside of that or to things only within that. But um, yeah, I mean, I love it. I love Harry Potter. 
Okay. Especially okay. So, what was really cool too was, you know, for us, like the, we got to really experience those movies and those books as they were still coming out. You know, it was like, I think by the time I really got into it, I want to say like the fourth or fifth book was already out. And then the third movie had just come out. It was like something around like that with my timeline on it. Okay. Um, and then gotcha. getting to follow along on all that in real time, just as a young kid reading the books, you know, the second they came out, like going to, um, did you guys have a Borders bookstore by you growing up? Yeah. We did. I did. Yeah, going. They had really good hot chocolate. Random side mm. note, but um, going to like the Borders bookstore, getting my copy day one. And then I remember just going with my family, seeing the movies day one release whenever it came out. It was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Me for me, I think. So I never read the books. I, I feel like I'm one of the rare people in my generation still? that didn't read the books growing up. No, still, still haven't. The, I'll read them oh, one day. Oh man, I, that'd I be really such will. a treat for you. you should do yeah, that. yeah. No, I, I really do want to read them. Because you read Infinite no, Jest. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, we could still talk about Infinite Jest. We could rehash that. It's been like two years, Matt. But yeah, we could bring that up again. Um, I, if I could read Infinite Jest, I could definitely read Sorcerer's Stone, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think just when I was growing up, you know, I, I, all my friends read it. My, my siblings read them and stuff. And I just, I don't know. I, I didn't read the books for one reason or another. I. My favorite series actually in school was series of unfortunate events. So I read all those, but I never read oh, Harry those Potter. Are good. Um, That's but I wasn't a giant reader when I was a kid to be perfectly honest. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I love the movies. We watched them. My parents would actually pull us out of school, um, every year when the new movie came out and we would like go watch the movie together as a family. So I do have very fond memories of the Harry Potter movies. Um, I recently rewatched them during, um, the pandemic and really enjoyed them even now. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like the IP that keeps on giving, you know, it's like you, you can watch the movies and find all these little things. And, you know, I know there's a lot of endless detail in the books, plus they're, you know, rehashing it with the fantastic beast stuff and now a video game. And I just think that this is really as crazy as it sounds. It's really like only the beginning for the wizarding world. Like it's only going to get crazier and crazier because, even like we went to Universal Studios not too long ago and went to Hogsmeade and like had butterbeer and it was sick, <laughs> you know? And I just like, there's a whole nother generation of kids out there that are going to read Harry Potter and go to Universal and like have an amazing nostalgic time. Like it's going to be bound to their childhood. So um, this game goes along with that for sure. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited to break it down with you guys. And truly within that, just to kind of tag along on that too, I mean, obviously, you know, all the source materials tied around the wizarding world in Great Britain and, you know, associated mainly with Hogwarts as that's the main setting for the games. But I mean, within the, you know, canonical lore, there is like other schools yeah. elsewhere. There's schools in America, there's schools in other countries yes. in Europe. Um, and obviously that'd be a monumental task in and of itself if anyone were to explore those settings because you know there's not a lot of source material to go off of but i mean shit people like money <laughs> people like money and Bro, if the material's yeah. there they'll find a way to milk it so i wouldn't be surprised over the next you know 10 15 years we get more wizarding material that's branching out of the you know um Hogwarts, Scottish Highlands, Hogwarts, you know, Scottish geographic Highlands, area. And yeah. More so too. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, movie remakes or a movie HBO series, something Dude, like that. Harry Potter HBO series. Or HBO TV like, series. In like, in like six years, happen. I'm calling it. It's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, like absolutely. A little darker. Right. Like it's going to be a little bit like messier. Daniel Radcliffe is going to play uh, James Potter. 
Oh, okay. That'd be like a sick reference. And it's all like Order of the Phoenix people like dying and like Voldemort's all fucking crazy, like murdering Neville's parents. Yeah, well, they, cool. didn't, they didn't get murdered. They didn't get murdered. But Wait, didn't they? Uh, no, they got tortured by uh, Bellatrix. Oh, Crucio. that's that's the Cruciatus true. curse. In the first okay, that's true. Um, well, we, we, I would love to see that. Can we Hell see yeah. that on HBO <laughs> in six years? That'd you know, be awesome. There, really, side note, there are actually... Uh, I can't credit it properly because I forget who the made them the YouTube name, but there's some really, really well-done short films that kind of highlight Tom Riddle's like rise to becoming Voldemort. Uh, really, really good fan-made short films, and then as well as like a short film that depicts that specifically with Bellatrix torturing Ooh, them. Okay. Um, they're we'll very, very well done, like very good production for what they are. Um, so I recommend checking that out. But all right, um, we we're talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy. Um, but man, I mean, we kind of gave some general first impressions, but just to kind of get into, it, I do want to just talk about the opening and just like my first impressions are really playing the game itself, but oh man, um, the opening of this game is actually kind of fire. Yeah. I, um, I was going to say that. I, that's my first, take. Yeah. Oh, that's my first take really. Um, we can get into how the rest of the game is, but like the opening of the game is genuinely fire. Like you're, you know, you just get sorted or not sorted. You just get your letter. You're taking like a, <coughs> excuse, excuse me, excuse a, me. um, not horse trap. What's the name of the the beast that you can only see the if you've seen death? The, the Th- thessel? Thestrals. Thessel. Yeah, one of those. You're thestrals. being taken by a thessel drawn. Thrust testrals. Th- yeah. That testral. Thestral. I, I think it's thestral. So you're being, um, testicle. Testicles. Yes, you're being dragged by testicles. You're, you're being yeah, taken by ones. a testicle drawn carriage to Hogwarts, and all of a sudden, you know, your professors are trying to act all sly, like, "Oh, look at this medal," but don't tell that guy, the student over there. But look at this, like. You know, acting all sly when they're not. And then out of nowhere, a dragon comes and like totally just kills one of the first characters you meet who you think might be important and then they're not and then they're dead. And then you have this crazy action sequence where you fall and, you know, you do some crazy Accio magic, you get the port key and then you're in the Scottish Highlands. Um, And just what a fire opening. And then even more fire. It's like, all right, well, we're dealing with a sociopath right off the bat because Fig... Got over his wife's death very dude, quickly, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> his amount of his amount of grievance or grieving was, oh, Miriam. Oh well, you know, let's go explore. That was like, so weird. Yeah, okay. That um, yeah. that um, I am I'm. Listen, the life expectancy I guess, back then. You know, it's not really a story small, about. So she probably lived a full life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I yeah, I, I I guess it's not a story about Fig. So like the focus doesn't need to be on him and maybe there's more assumed off screen, you know, grieving from him. But I was just so blown away how casually he accepted that. Um, it, it was, it was honestly weird. It, that was, it was a very weird part of the opening. Um, but I mean, you know, the game introduces you to the combat and you know, you learn pretty quickly that the combat actually does have some depth to it. Um, and I mean, man, Hogwarts, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm in the same realm. I actually wrote down on my note sheet here. This is probably one of the best game intros or tutorial levels of any game in recent memory, especially open world games. Um, I thought that this was super tight, really fun, um, really showed off like a lot of things. I mean, when you first walk out and you just see the kind of the opening cliffside and the ocean and stuff, it's like, whoa, this is, this is really sick. This is like really cinematic. This is really cool. I didn't expect this. 
And, you know, then you you're you see the ancient magic stuff, Gringotts. And, like, I don't know. I just – I felt like you – I was expecting more of a sorting hat ceremony really quickly. But the sorting hat ceremony is actually a little bit into the game after, like, a lot of action takes place, which I thought was really yeah. a really cool choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the best intros in recent memory. Uh, real quick, what house was everyone? Ravenclaw. Slytherin. Okay. Highlight? Slytherin. Slytherin. You're Slytherin? Oh, is that that much of a man. shock? Have you guys taken that. tests? I was a Slytherin on the I test. I have not too. taken a test. Oh, okay. I actually poured in my details. I kept getting over. Hufflepuff. You are totally a Hufflepuff. Matt. So I felt like I had to be a Hufflepuff. Oh, I literally, okay. I made, I made a Slytherin in the game, and I'm like, oh, but I'm a Hufflepuff. Just so I literally went back, read the tutorial, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm a Hufflepuff, baby. I want to put him on the map. Nice, but, uh, nice. Yeah. I um. I, I wish the sorting hat ceremony had a little bit more going on for it. That, that's that's one of my quick little nitpicks here at the intro, kind of the intro sequence of the game. Um, I get it, like that they're it's it's not really about the house that you're in. In fact, like honestly, that the house that I was in didn't even really play that big of a role in the really gameplay. I spent like zero time in my common room. I don't know if you guys did, um, but yeah, just going back to the the intro stuff. I want to finish my thought there. Um, Really, really great intro. Um, I did love the, like, my first thought was, well, this combat is great. This combat is really fun. Um, This combat is very, like, movement heavy, very big, um, flashy, and a lot of fun, but also still challenging in a lot of ways. You could already kind of tell off the bat that there was going to be, like, a lot of different things. Um, And, you know, as the game went on, I really did enjoy the combat quite a bit. I think that's probably one of the stronger parts of the game. Uh, We could definitely dive into some of the parts that I didn't think were as strong, but just highlight real quick, you know, initial thoughts on on sort of that intro sequence. What'd you think? I think I'm on the same vein. The intro got me kind of giddy at the very start when there's that whole mystery surrounding you, the protagonist. Um, I was expecting to just go straight to Hogwarts, get sorted, and then just start going to school and maybe unearthing a slower burn (laughs) kind of narrative. But the fact that a fucking dragon pops out of nowhere and like, eats that dude and just blows up the carriage was fucking sick. Um, yeah. And for me, just because, I don't know, I'm a narrative nerd, I guess. I thought it was really cool, the detail of the Thestrals appearing the minute that dude died. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Did you notice that, Lucas? I didn't. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then, like, for me, because, like, it's in that third-person camera, it really felt like the game was welcoming me, the player, into the wizarding world because it wasn't through anybody's yeah. eyes. It was, like, through my eyes. So I was like, oh, shit, I've seen death, so now I can see Thestrals. Like, that's fucking sick. <laughs> like, I'm a part of the lore. Um, and then uh. same same vibe with the Scottish Highlands. Like, the game is really gorgeous, and you could tell where the developers really put a lot of time to creating everything. I really like the combat. I liked it pretty much throughout the game. Um, I thought it was really smooth uh, being able to chain and counter like super early in the game and already kind of, you know, figure out a, a couple basic combos. And even when you get to Hogwarts, like I know we'll talk a little bit more about this, but in the introductory part of your year, just exploring Hogwarts, seeing the entire campus kind of come alive as you're exploring, like, this was a really, really solid start. My only question I that was starting to brew is, it was also kind of hitting one of my gripes I think a lot of open world games are kind of doing. They start with a motherfucking bang, and then after that bang, it takes a lot to kind <laughs> yeah. of get that's my, close that's to my main get thing. Into it. Yeah. yeah. So when I was seeing all this, too. I was like, oh, fuck, this game's going to like not be this hype like one, like one hour in. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. So moving into you know um, story, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, spoiler territory, the, the, full on spoiler territory. <laughs> Here, here's my basic plot outline that I wrote down. Protagonist discovers they're kind of dope. Goblins want the protagonist's dopeness. Protagonist wants to stop the goblins, Ranrock, and learn to control their dopeness. That was my... Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I think my my main thing with the story in the world for Hogwarts Legacy, which I know the first segment we're diving into here, um, I liked some of the major big plot points for the wizarding world, right? Ancient magic, okay. the idea of like taking people's emotions out of them, taking their pain away. I like some of that big stuff, but I think the issue is a lot of these side characters didn't really hit. The protagonists themselves... Like it didn't really feel like you had a ton of like control over the choices that they made really. So you're kind of in this weird zone where your choices don't really matter because every quest line plays out the same way. There's not some alternative like outcome or like evil, good evil path or good path or anything. Your protagonist is just a hero almost no matter what. And I actually thought the side characters were a bit more interesting than the main story. I like two or three side characters, I think. Okay, I thought that two or three of the side characters were pretty cool, um, and I thought the main story had some cool stuff in it, but a lot of stuff was, like, I just, the protagonists themselves, I actually, like, wasn't a big fan of, even though they're supposed to be, like, a, you know, an avatar for me. Like, I... I I didn't mind my protagonist. I don't know, they're just not... It's a weird cross between, like, like playing, like, a Kratos and playing, like, a Fallout character that you created, where you're playing, like, a pseudo-created RPG character because you don't really get to decide if you're, like, evil. You don't really have a a karma system or anything like that. And you're not playing as a named character, really. You're playing as a character that you created. So you're in this weird zone, story-wise, where you're playing as a character you created, but you're not an RPG. It's not an RPG, so you're not, like, a fully customized character. How how do we feel about the concept of ancient magic within this game and how ancient magic as a plot device was handled? I I'll go first. Go ahead. As a non-potterhead, I thought it was kind of neat. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, it was a little mysterious. Like it seemed pretty overpowered and broken in like the grand scheme of things, because like you just murder pe- you murk people for real. Like when you're when your ancient magic meter fills up, like horrifically kill people. Like where Avada Kedavra is like, who even gives a shit? It's like, <laughs> you just kill people so horribly with the ancient magic stuff. But um, I did find the idea of, what's her, what was her name? It was it Isadora? Isadora. Isadora, yeah. Isadora. Her like using ancient magic to actually take emotional pain out of people's hearts in order to get them to move on from like pain that they felt or trauma. I thought that whole idea was a really interesting take on what magic could do. And um, it, it kind of fell flat a little bit, but I like the idea. Oh, she was lobotomizing people. <laughs> she was lobotomizing people. Yeah, she was literally <laughs> lobotomizing. That's like the, true. The, and the memory where you get like the second look at her father after he had his emotion taken out. Yeah, that dude he was has those glassy up. eyes. Yeah. Where you're like, bro, he get that man on uh, fucking Shutter Island, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah get him on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shutter Island. Um, okay, that's interesting. I. I didn't really care for... Well, before I get into it, uh, Tim, what, what are your th- highlight? What are your thoughts around uh, Ancient Magic? Honestly, I think the idea of being able to convert people's negative emotions into power was kind of dope. 
And with the side characters, like your companions are supposed to serve as your best friends, like each of them had a different way that this relationship could have been manifested, but none of it fucking manifested. Like, cool, like you can steal powers, but then I kind of got fuzzy on what exactly is the ancient magic? Like we turned this into like super duper magic, but that's it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That was my biggest like, thing. It too, didn't was do like, anything what the fuck or go is ancient magic? Yeah, it was like, yeah, the biggest thing with the story in general she was literally huffing basically like bath salts or cocaine <laughs> and then was like all right let's go <laughs> yeah that's what it was like she would, for those that haven't played the game the main villain literally and you at the end of the game if you choose to the way you would like absorb or part one of the ways you absorb the ancient magic is you literally like grab it with your wand and inhale it um and that's not us like that's not us like saying that's what it looks like. This is literally described as inhaling yeah. the magic within one of the game scenes. Um, no, I actually was not a very big fan of the ancient magic because, you know, be beyond taking out the emotions, I don't see what ancient magic did that normal magic couldn't do with a powerful Thank wizard. You. you know, one of them, Thank you. there's I agree. numerous, numerous scenes in Harry Potter where, you know, we see people kind of explode into, not numerous, but there is a scene at the end of Harry Potter where we see someone explode into um, kind of ashes, one of the more iconic mm -hmm. ways of killing someone with ancient magic. We see, you know, as far as I could tell, one of the more common um, ancient magic uh, things you get is where you just like slam someone into the ground back and forth. So I'm like, yeah, right, yeah. why can't I just do that with like Levi's or, yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Um, and for to <laughs> make sure that everyone's familiar because we haven't gotten into game design yet, but... Um, when you pull off enough combos, you have like an ancient magic meter that fills up within the game. And, um, once it fills up a certain amount, you press, you know, your triggers at the same time. And then you're basically able to do a very special attack that either does a lot of damage to very high level, high health enemies, or in most cases with mid to low level enemies, will take them out in one hit. But, um, that aside too, even as a plot device, you know, I just thought it was just very odd because like to Tim's point or Highlight's point, it wasn't really expanded upon what, what this really is. It was just like, okay, we're lobotomizing people. She's sniffing it. Um, but what does this mean? You know, what does this mean if I choose to keep this power? What does this truly mean if we keep this underground? Um, you know, it, it was just, it was never expanded upon enough for me. It was just like a, it was just something to chase, you know, and something that frustrated me too, within the context of the story, like, you know, even halfway into the game, when you're talking to the keepers, the portraits of the keepers are being like, oh, I don't really know how to control this magic yet. Well, clearly I do. I'm using it. Every yeah, time you're using I it to it. kill yeah. people. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I thought that was kind of odd. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I also had a thought, I'm like, man, what if uh, they're basically like lobotomizing or like medicating people when they take their emotion away or whatever? Like, I'm like, what if this is some crazy commentary on like the opioid crisis or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I like that's, it. That's where I started wondering. I'm like, what if this is some crazy commentary on like medicating us or I don't know. But um, that's that's where I decided to take it. But yeah, I was very disappointed with um, ancient magic. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. 100%. I think the story overall was pretty uninteresting. You know, it was. Um, you know, it, it's a shame because. You know the whole the whole time you're really kind of obviously trying to figure out the ancient magic, and that goes hand in hand with trying to stop the goblin uprising. But barring um, log log doc log 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 Ragnar, something, log, rag, 
<laughs> no, 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 Log Renrock's Rock. brother. Oh, it's like Log, oh, Log or something. Log, 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 Log Doc. You know, these names. I got. I got a whole thing on these yeah. names. <laughs> okay. Barring Log Doc, one of the goblins you worked with. You know, Log they don't God. really. They don't really do any favors to the goblins and really trying to depict them in any positive light, um, which I thought was a shame because you know when I when I learned the game was about the goblin uprising, I was expecting some you know pretty heavy civil rights commentary or like something, and I, I kind of feel like the game didn't really dive into that very much. It was very, you know, there are points to be made where the protagonist is certain, which is like, well, not all goblins are bad, you know, in Sebastian's quest line, but, you know, I would have actually been more interested to explore, like, why are goblins so upset? Like, other than just the very surface level, they've been mistreated. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that would be more interesting because really they still get kind of largely shit on by other characters within the game too. Um, purely from like a race perspective, um, which yeah. I thought was a shame that they didn't really fight, you know, the, I would have liked to see both sides explored more. Yeah. I think my overall thing is a lot of the story that could, there's so much potential for really cool story, you know, like so much potential for like side characters, side characters to interact a little bit more with the main storyline. Like so many, so many more opportunities for like ancient magic to be elaborated on professor fig to have like real emotional beats as a character, you know? Um, and I just feel like there was like a lot of missed opportunities with the story. That being said, I like I mentioned earlier, I like the big ideas. Um, I just don't like some of the smaller ways that they're implemented. Like some of these side characters, I kind of wasn't big fans of. Um, I feel like they probably could have been developed. I, that being said, I didn't play all of the side character quests to their fullest completion. My favorite side character is Sebastian. Um, I thought he had the most compelling storyline, I think. Uh, you guys are not I think you, we all agree with that it's like very easily he's like the best side character but like he was interesting I, he was yeah he was interesting, interesting he had a cool arc parts. yeah so like I just I feel like I don't know maybe it's a lot to ask but characters could have had a little bit more of an arc like he did like I, I really enjoyed playing through it where like every Sebastian quest I was stoked to go on even though it wasn't technically part of the main quest um, but you do you do have to do quite a bit of them to kind of complete the main quest and I I'd I just thought there was a missed opportunity with some of these folks, um, especially like a fig, Matt. You kind of hit the nail on the head yeah. where it's like, dog, really? Like, you're not more broken up about this? And they just, they totally write off his wife and stuff, <laughs> especially like, I think it, I think even Headmaster Black has a thing at the end about his wife, right? And just says like, yeah, he died. It was one crazy, right? Passed, like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> she was cool and he was cool literally too. that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the headmaster black like like dialogue at the end where he's addressing like, all the student body like that was probably the most perfect example of like what happened here where it's just like you have all these cool ideas and then like it just turns into like a heartless recitation of like hey yeah he died and we loved him and yeah it's a shame it's like yeah. <laughs> dude like where's the where's the heart here sorry Tim yeah. go ahead <laughs> yeah well actually I want to expand because. I feel like they they didn't even swing and miss. Like they just, I felt like there wasn't a lot of effort to really build an interesting storyline. 
Because when I was thinking about like what makes the Harry Potter movies and books super special is that it's not just about Voldemort being an antagonist and an interesting villain. It's the bonds that Harry has with his chosen family and like the strength of like a companionship coming together to face these troubles head on. It wasn't just Harry. It was a whole like collection of people that bonded through their experience of Hogwarts coming together. And I could see Avalanche trying to set up those pieces like Sebastian, however we feel about him, I think we all like him, but he was a pretty loyal friend. Poppy was pretty loyal if you followed her quest. Like I, they set up Natty. I love Natty too. Like she dropped a lot of interesting bits of the lore outside. And you saw, I think, potentially really interesting characters that fucking go nowhere. And that's why the narrative <laughs> for me is the weakest part of the game is because ultimately it's bad guy wants ultimate power, gets it, and you have a fight in the end. But none of these narratives converge. You're not teaming up with any of your companions companions so i feel like because the narrative was so weak a lot of the heart that should have been in the game just wasn't there even doing all the fucking side quests did you guys do all of them because i did i think 31 out of 32 i didn't no, so, i didn't have enough time to finish them all, so i tried and even after doing that, i was like wow. i wasted a lot of time going nowhere <laughs> and <laughs> dang and i feel like you know like other really good rpg action games have tons of side quests but you actually like it feels like they matter but none of these quests went anywhere and i don't feel like i'm a better friend to sebastian natty poppy and everyone else so to me i think there was just a huge oversight of what makes a harry potter narrative so special but not include really any of those elements beyond a surface level like oh you have like one friend yeah. from each house good for you so yeah. Not even Ravenclaw, really, though, barring like the one quest with uh, Amit, Amit yeah. I think. Yeah, Amit and that was me. that was so weak because it was and like, Amit was just like, oh, oh, oh this is too much fun for me. <laughs> yeah. No, and it was like it was like, hey, find someone that speaks gobbledygook, and and it's like, oh, I know a guy, and you just grab yeah. Amit, and he's just like, okay, I'll go. And it's like no, no, like there was no reason for him to be there other than yeah. like some mild comic and like relief. a life threatening situation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, Jeez. I think you make a lot of great points. I let, um, I'm curious what, what ending did you guys pick? Did you absorb the magic or I did not, uh, oh, I absorbed it. I, I huffed that, that shit. shit. Like, oh like shit. Okay, I'll make okay. you school okay. huff and glue. Bro, that, that shit yeah. was the best line of cocaine <laughs> Dang, ever. Okay. <laughs> but then it goes back to the original. Like even if you pick, <laughs> yeah, the finest line I've ever done, but even if you pick the super binary, good, bad option, nothing fucking happens. You don't really use that power. Literally no. The yeah. only difference is in how, how Fig dies. Yeah. And in each way he dies, he gets hit by a boulder regardless. But if you pick the good option, he somehow survives that and then dies after he helps you. What? The, the okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really, really yeah, He kind of just disappears if you pick the bad ending. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, oh shit, like, what? Right, you're evil? And going. then like the boulder comes. He yeah. bounces. Yeah. Yeah. It bounces. Um, but like even in the epilogue, and I, I wouldn't there like wasn't much to, either. Like you get like the, yeah, the weird yeah. Sith eyes from Star Wars, and then everyone's like, "Welcome back to Hogwarts, <laughs> buddy!" Yeah, you 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 huff your you huff your magic, and then you get like this stupid smile on your yeah. face, and then you get like the little orange eyes, like you would from a yeah from Star Wars when you when you start using Dark Side of the Force yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, I thought I wish too that you know I mean ancient magic is played up so much, right? That. 
after that ending, if because you still play the game after, right? There's actually still technically one more main quest to do with yeah, the house I was cup. gonna say. Um, I would have liked if I got some kind of reward for picking the quote unquote bad choice of huffing that magic. Oh yeah. Um, cause nothing changes for me gameplay wise, but I'm supposed to be like kind of low key a God now, you know? Um, I mean, <laughs> one, one goblin does that and he gets, t- turns into a dragon and, you know, and I still can't like cast spam of Cadaver. Like what's up with that? I don't know. Um, but I, you know, it, it just, again, I was like ancient magic kind of, kind of lame, yeah. kind of lame. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to game design, shall we? I feel like we've been Please. on story for for a minute here, um, but I think we said yeah. I think we said everything we want to say here. I'll I'll start. So, um, I was trying to figure out what was bugging me about some of the systems in this game, and I finally figured it out. Like as I was putting my note sheet together for this episode about thirty minutes ago, or thirty minutes before we started recording, and I realized that I. I'm talking about the systems in the game, right? The room of requirement, growing, you know, brewing your own potions, growing your own like stuff, going to the shop and upgrading your items and your gear and stuff like that. Combat banger, loved it, loved everything about the combat, but all the stuff you use in combat, acquiring through shops or growing on your own or all this stuff, there was no progression in there. It didn't feel like there was any real progression when it came to that stuff outside of going to a shop and buying a damn scroll for whatever it is or buying some seeds. I just, yeah. uh, like I, I feel like they totally missed the mark. Like the fact that the only thing stopping me from growing venomous tentacula was going to the shop and vo- buying venomous tentacula and then going to the other shop and then buying a large pot and then putting it in the room of requirement. I just feel like that was so weak. Like, I'm yeah. name me another RPG where you don't have to like level something or go through a tree or unlock something or discover something or go to a quest. Like there's so many cool things that you can do as a game designer to like get your people excited about a big powerful item or reach the end of a tree. It gives you a sense of accomplishment. It gives you a sense of like progression and this game just when your sense of progression is just buying it from a shop, that's that's not fun for me. Um so that's my big negative right here at the very beginning. That being said, once I got into the gameplay loop of like doing a mainline quest, jumping back to the room of requirement, acquiring all my mandrakes, brewing my potions, like restocking on Wigan Weld or Maxima or Thunderbrew, um, and then doing a little bit of customization with the room of requirement in terms of like, let me optimize space here, let me go feed my animals or whatever. That was a pretty fun gameplay loop, but it did get a little boring a little fast just because there there was no progression. I mean, I literally just like, here's, let me gather my three combat plants every 10 minutes and let me keep brewing the same three potions or two potions, like every single 10 minutes or let me, you know, it, it just feels like they're in a regular open world game or what you would consider a bigger AAA game now, there's way, way, way more options. So yeah. I just felt a little, like that fell a little bit flat, although I did enjoy it. And I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some, some head knots here. So I think, I think we're in agreement here. Matt, Matt, what'd you think? Yeah, you know, I think the combat itself is fun. You know, something I was really curious, and I think a big challenge for just developers in general, right, was, you know, magic as a, very broad mechanic within games, right? Like it's very like abstract, you know, you, you have to get creative with how do you implement magic, something that should be inherently overpowered regardless of who's using it. Uh, but do it so that's effective and not overpowered and actually has, you know, 
challenging mechanics and a combo game. And I think they did that really, really well. Um, the way they implemented spell cooldowns, the way you're able to combine spells to do more damage. Like one of my favorite things was, you know, yeah, you could cast Descendo on someone, maybe do 100 damage, but then you can also cast Levioso and then Descendo and do like three times as much damage because you already got them higher up in the air. Little things like that were done so well. Um, and having to actually pay attention to what kind of shield your enemies were using. Um, little things like that, I think, made the gameplay itself super engaging. Um, the potions, you know, I'm not going to get too into like the room requirement stuff because I really only used it for like the ending just to beat the get the boss faster. Oh, it was really? Taking a while. Um, well, because, yeah, I mean, they, I had the unforgivable, unforgivable curses, so they were so <laughs> good. But uh, we'll get into that and I'll get into that in a sec. But um, yeah, the potions were super overpowered, I thought. Like, actually, they were super easy to brew, super easy to buy, um, and you were literally doing three times as much damage with them and also had one that could reduce your cooldowns. So, like, I made... You know, I, I tried the final boss once without them. I forgot to get them before I went into that level. I died because it was just taking too long and I ran out of the health potion. I went back, I got some potions. I literally beat the boss in, like, five minutes. It was so so easy <laughs> just because that's how strong the potions yeah. are. Um and then the unforgivable curses were um, way, they're very fun. They're very, very fun to use, but extremely overpowered. Um, I literally one shot um, Rockwood when I fought him. <laughs> Rookwood. Rookwood, excuse me. Rookwood when I fought him. Like, you know, it's kind of like Catch 22, or not Catch 22, but. There's not really a good way to implement a killing curse without letting it do what it does. So I understand that. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they put it in there. And I think the important part is I was not able to one shot the final boss with the Vada Kedavra. That would have been I think funny, that's important. Though. It would have been very lame if I was. It would have been funny as fuck. There should have been some sort of like true penalty to doing that stuff. I mean, like you should, it should have cost like health or something. I don't understand why it didn't like have more of a like risk involved with it. Like these are, I I I agree. I, 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 that's what I thought. I was just like, Oh shit. I just learned Crucio. Like I'm about to use this shit. This is going to be crazy. Like something's going to happen to me. And it was just like, okay, like that's just use that on cooldown. And all my other spells. Yeah. Nothing. It was, it was disappointing. There's nothing else included barring like, yeah, longer cooldowns than normal. Um, Can I add to that real quick? Side note too, actually. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the other thing that was also really weird is when there is, you know, when they try to do a progression system with the spells, and you were able to like unlock your dark arts talents. Half the upgrades to curse enemies weren't even dark arts spells. So I was also like, are we really that bad using <laughs> Crucio? If I can curse people using Expelliarmus. and that shit like just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, like it kept breaking the immersion of like what the fuck like i can use these basic spells and yeah, just do yeah. have the same outcome crucial just makes it a lot easier so i also thought that was just really weird yeah. and when they tried to implement a progression system it just made no logical sense and like how or why yeah and i just wanted to comment too it is so dumb how like against the wizarding world is with these unforgivable curses yeah. <laughs> like honestly like Avada Kedavra, the killing curse is made out to be like the worst thing ever. Frankly, Crucio and Imperio are far worse. Dude, I agree. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I way I agree. Mean, Dude, Crucio, you're literally, you know, it's not, it's not going to kill someone. That is pure torture. That being outlawed, that makes sense. Imperio, 
little sus, kind of controlling people. That makes sense. You're telling me you'd rather have me burn someone to death with fucking Confringo, watch them slowly burn, or smash them to pieces with fucking Descendo than just quick, easy, done, Avada Kedavra. No, Avada Kedavra is no, like no mercy. mercy. It's like, it's actually mercy. Killing. It's yeah. truly 100%. mercy. And yeah. I'm just so, and I, I, this is something like my, one of my only nitpicks with the Harry Potter series as a whole, too, is just like, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? Ivana <laughs> Kedavra is a mercy. It's it is truly a mercy relative to some of the ways people die in the, both the movies and this game, especially my, this game. My hot take is that <laughs> Polyjuice Potion should definitely be outlawed too. There's no way oh, people are crazy. fucking around with that way too hard. Oh yeah, like that is way too powerful of a thing to have. Like yeah, yeah. Ma- the, like, yeah. the just casually the portion with. Yeah, it's just like, I yeah. got you, bro. You can just become the headmaster. Don't worry. Like, yeah, that just go in his that, office. <laughs> that, like, five-minute sequence actually cracked me yeah, up. Was, that, yes. that was one of the funnier parts of the game for me where he was, like, just, like, awkwardly talking to students. And then there's a point, too, where I'm in the Great Hall, and I'm just like, oh, we're Hufflepuff banners everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, decorated. He just, like, decorated the whole... Uh, that was cool. The whole Great Hall. But, um, yeah, you know... I think the combat was good as well done as you could have done it with like what magic is supposed to be, but the unforgivable curses too good, too easy. And I'm complaining about the hypocritical nature that apparently it's better for me to burn someone to death than to just easy and done about a cadaver. Um, I did really enjoy too with, you know, when you're on quests with companions where, kind of synergizing with them. For example, like if I heard someone cast Levioso, I'd really quickly look and say, oh, I'm going to descend on them. Um, mm-hmm. Synergizing like that was pretty fun. Um, and just the exploration, you know, I, I think getting to explore with a uh, broom was a lot of fun. Um, I think getting to explore on a hippogriff or a um, threstle, threstle testicle, testicle was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Or with the Lord of the Sea was also pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Hylet, give us give us your thoughts, my dude, on uh, on this on this here game design, um, systems and combat. Yeah, combat. I'm with you all. Um, just to, I want to throw out other funny ways to kill people that aren't Avada Kedavra real quick, because the Ludo narrative dissonance, if you guys know <laughs> that term, was kind of strong. Like when you use these fucking spells, like against like dark wizards or goblins, you're just like, "Oh, where'd you learn that spell?" And it's like no one's reacting, or <laughs> you use Crucian for the fig, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, that's tight, good job." Um, but like, yeah, like tight, you can cool. literally turn people into a like a flammable barrel and chuck it at someone else and kill two people like uber violently, or freeze people and shatter yeah. them. Like, I was having a conversation with my wife and she's like a pure Hufflepuff. Like her Patronus is a badger on Pottermore or Wizarding World or whatever. Like that's how <laughs> wholesome she is. And then even she's like, I need to learn Avada Kedavra. So I'm not killing people this way. So to me like that, Whoa. that whole, yeah, the whole, that, that's my only gripe with the combat system. But in terms of game design, I just feel like with all the great games we've gone with action RPGs, open world, this game just whiffs on so many different things. Like the lack of any sense of a build for your character. Like I wasn't expecting a deep, like Elden Ring level type of build, but I was really hoping like you could become more of a potions master where potions are OP, but that's like your one thing. Or if you're herbology, you could fucking summon devil snare out of the ground and do cool shit. I don't know. 
Yeah. But like, there's dude. none of that. Oh, my God. But yeah. like, retweet, bro. Yeah. But like, all like the, and then like all the armor, you could tell they were thinking of kind of some builds because you can augment your armor and shit, but it was just super shallow. Having no morality system really irked me like throughout the game. I was going to say, actually, something that was really bugging me was just. Like everyone in this world has a license to kill. Yes. Everyone in this world. Amit um, definitely killed some goblins and probably yeah. like an Ashwinder or something at, in our little quest, right? Yeah. Like I was blown away. There was literally, like, where, where's the oars? Like, there is literally a rebellion happening surrounding Hogwarts. Like, they could come to our doors. Dude, the cop in Hogsmeade is like, don't bother me, bro. Like fuck, like, fuck off. You don't need to worry about this. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, I literally killed so many people. <laughs> Violently. <laughs> Violently. I tortured I so Violently. many people. I no. guess I was showing up to Ashwinder camps. She's like, oh, he uses fucking Crucio. Like, yeah. I, I agree. So many times. It's like the narrative dissonance is definitely the term. Highlight it yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 where you do something and it doesn't actually make sense in the story whatsoever. And everything everyone's doing in terms of gameplay or actions that they're taking doesn't make any sense with the story or the world being built at all. I think that's, that's the thing that was really bothering yeah. me. It's totally that. Yeah. So the lack yeah. of like, what, oh, go ahead, go what'd you guys think? What'd, what'd you guys think of uh, like Sebastian and ominous being five feet away from each other? And Sebastian's like, can you talk to him for me? And <laughs> ominous like, yeah, they yeah, still like, hear each other. And ominous is just like, like, bro, he's I just blind, can't, I can't believe he's using dark magic. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's using dark magic. Can you, can you talk to him? It's like, okay, I'll see what I can do. And he like walks <laughs> like two feet away. It's like, oh my God, guys. Like who, oh. who are you fooling? Like, why would you build the quest like this? It's kind of crazy. I, I really thought it was weird too with um, the quest line where I think you learn Imperio actually, mm. where Sebastian's like, or not Sebastian, Ominous is like, all right, just, just cast Imperio on me. I guess that'll make me still be friends with him. With Sebastian, I'm like, how does that save anything? Like, how does that save your friendship? Like, he's still doing the thing. You're just literally unable to stop him from like a physical standpoint. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can in canonically, does that mean that you can cast Imperial on people and just make them be your friend? Because that's the saddest shit I've ever yeah. heard, and I kind of want to do that. So, yeah, <laughs> just like look at all the friends I have. You know, you're just casting Imperial on everybody to be well, the most so dumb, popular guy. I, I thought, I thought we were gonna when he suggested that. I'm like, oh. This is going to be some crazy Imperio spell where it's always going to be on him and he's just going to be like okay with him, like yeah. being Sebastian. But no, it was literally like, all right, cast Imperio on me. So I like step literally out of the way so you can leave. Like, are you going to stop us otherwise? Like, what? So, <laughs> such a weird plot device to force you to make like some sort of weird morality choice that has no consequence. Yeah. And yeah. then connected to morality choice, I think a huge missed opportunity were some type of romance or relationship mechanic too. Because. You can become best dude, friends with that. everybody. I wanted that so bad. But like some of it made no sense. Like a dude that's going to learn Avada Kedavra and become a fucking dark wizard isn't going to fucking save puff skeins like in the mountains with Poppy. Like this shit didn't really <laughs> fly for me. Pun unintended. Like, yeah. and like they're also all teenagers in Hogwarts. Like the Harry Potter books are also low key horny. Like it's a bunch of kids <laughs> shoved into a castle with no contact to the outside world, like for the most part. So just having no romance or even relationship or like quest might unlock if you become better friends with like Ominous or versus Sebastian versus Amit or something along those lines was just really fucking bizarre. 
And my biggest like issue with gameplay is I felt like there was just so much copy and paste like through everything. Like there was the same five Merlin trials, the same five like dungeon layouts that weren't like an official quest line. Um, every Hamlet, like the further you get away from Hogwarts, the more generic the Highlands and like the coast became. Yeah. Like I wasn't. I was gonna get like, into that after yeah. a few minutes of exploration, like away from the castle. I just felt like coming back. So I also like again, like the open world sin is you make a giant world and fill it with nothing. And this one was a lot of room of like, or a lot of space of nothing for me. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. Uh, let's kind of jump into that. Kind of looking at art style now. Sure. Um, I mean, the game. You know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, like the opening, like when you first get to like the Highlands. It's beautiful. Hogwarts is remarkably beautiful. I oh, would yeah. say, um, truly, one of the best parts of the game is just walking around that castle for the first time and just soaking it all in. You know, the the attention to detail within that world within that castle, I should say, um, is, is incredible. It's lovely. Um, they, they did, I think, they did such a service to fans of Harry Potter when they made Hogwarts. I truly believe that. Um, outside of that, you know, highlight you nailed my point that I was going to make on the head, too, that, you know, once you get, like, past Hogsmeade, really, and, like, that equal distance in the opposite direction, it truly gets very, very dull. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, dreary, dreary UK. Like, this checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it gets very, very dull, and, and everything's just brown mm -hmm. and, and damp and dank. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it all looks the same. And yeah. granted, granted, there it is still, like, it looks good. It's just all the same. Yeah, yeah. My my thing is like when you go to those little hamlets and stuff. There's nothing to do there except there's like a vendor mm -hmm. that you can kind of like sell items or buy really shitty selections of items that are there. Which like, what's the point of that vendor if you could just go to Hogsmeade? Mm -hmm. And then there the locked doors that you could unlock that just have like either money or like a, an appearance or something. There's like no reason to really explore those places unless you have a side quest for it. And then there's maybe an encampment nearby of like poachers or something that you could just fight. And then that's kind of your general thing is like the exploration is not very rewarding because again, there's no big, there's no big cool thing to find. Like, yeah. you know, all the tool, all your tool belt that you have, like all the potions, like, you know what they all are going to be. And you're Are you, what's the point of me going over to this other Hamlet on the other side of the map? If I know I'm not going to find a key item for any of that kind of stuff. And it's just going to look the same. It's just going to look like every other Hamlet. Yeah. So it's, there's not anything worth really seeing over there. That's my problem with it. Can I throw out one more thing since you mentioned the locks? The most frustrating thing was... Yeah, I'll the, go for it. The most frustrating thing was doing the stupid unlocking minigame every time you unlock something. <laughs> like... I got pretty good at that. I didn't How can it. you not when I you actually did like 50 locks? You liked it? I know. I, know. I, got a, I got a weird satisfaction out of that. I'm like, oh, let's see how fast I can find it this time. <laughs> that, that was kind of the way I felt about how it. Wild. What um, the fuck? Maybe I'm a chump. Maybe. maybe I'm a chump for it. I like little unlocking game. Like I like Fallout's little unlocking minigame. I like, like, I just like little stupid shit like that in open world. Games. Uh, and know you know why that's important too? Because if you if the unlocking spell was truly as simple as you cast Alohomora and then you unlock it. Why even put it there to begin with? There has to be something associated with it, some game mechanic. That was actually my problem with um, certain little things like casting Reparo. Like there was no nuance to no. it. It was just 
you press Revealio, you see what's highlighted blue, you cast Reparo, done. Like it was just there to have you cast a spell. No other, didn't serve any other mechanic beyond that. So I'm actually pretty okay that they did the thing with, uh, with um, Alhomora. I didn't, I'd never unlocked the ability to do level two and three. Me neither. Um, it's, I, I would make It's the same fucking thing. Where's it harder? How... No, it was literally the same. Uh, okay, that's a little Across the three levels. Oh, okay. So like if they gave you different types of locks or you know, different configurations of lock, like I would be less hard pressed, but it's literally the same mini game, no matter what level you're at, no matter what lock it is. And you know, it's like 20 seconds of bullshit. Like this game's already fucking slowing down. Do you like the, do you like the, um, you play fallout? You like the locking system and like fallout three or Vegas or something like that. Fallout. Okay. Um, there are, I think locking systems are pretty interesting because like especially in open world games where you can unlock doors, it's, it's kind of a fun, it can be pretty fun. I think, and I think this one was like kind of on the borderline of like not really being challenging, just being kind of annoying. So I do get where you're coming from. That being said, I just like the sound of gears turning. Uh, Matt, you're probably with me on that one. It's just like, Ooh, clicky click. It's, um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> clicky click. Okay. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just like a weird like ah, I did the thing. Yeah, it sounds so stupid. I hate I hate that I liked it, but yeah, I, I guess I did. Um, okay. Sticking with art style, um, I want I, I got something on this one. The enemies, man, did they recycle those enemies very very quickly Copy there? Paste. Um, I yeah. I got pretty bored of the way everybody looked that you fought against very very quickly. Um, we could have touched on this on gameplay a little bit. This was one thing um, was there just wasn't a lot of enemy variety. And then there wasn't a lot of art style in the enemy variety like at all. And like, no. I know in a lot of ways it's kind of hard to like do it, but like literally they use like the same troll and just like reskinned him like a lot. And I was like, dude, like do something else. Like may do, do something other than just throw a different color armor on this troll. Cause it's just clearly the same troll, you know? And same mechanics, you know, I think, too. It was like all the trolls attack the same. Yeah, same mechanic. Yeah, all the spiders same attack mechanics, the same. Mechanics, those like. Yeah. yeah, dude. And then even like the suits of armor that you fought during the trials and stuff. I mean, I yeah. just I cannot believe you just fought the same. It was like the same attack pattern on every single enemy that you fought. Where like they would jump up into yeah. the air, yeah. they'd project where they're going to land. You just roll away, and then that was it. It was like it was crazy. But they all, I don't know, I them all looking the same. I know it's hard to completely design a new enemy like all the time, but it, when it's like the same voice actor and the same color palette on like a camp versus this camp versus this camp, it's pretty, pretty sinful, pretty, pretty tough. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other comments around art style or I think we kind of nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. All right. Sound design. I liked the sound design. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was really good. I thought the spell, the sounds that were associated with the spell sounded really good. I agree. Um, you guys like the clicks of the locks? I like the clicking good, sound, sound on the locks. Every time, that, every time <laughs> I got that lock in place, my heart just skipped a beat. Um, it was good. And, you know, I, I think the, the, the best compliment I can give the sound design is that it did feel like I was in a Harry Potter movie at certain points. Mm-hmm. Especially when yep. you're just walking around within Hogwarts, um, and the music plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you complete a quest, that was cool. Yeah, was cool. yeah. And um, voice acting wise, no one really 
captured me. Like everything, I don't think anyone like had a necessarily a bad performance. Um, it was just everything was fine, is how I would describe it. Everything was fine. Um, do with that what you will. You know, it, it's worth acknowledging none of it was at least for me bad. Would you guys agree with that? Or was, did the the voice off? actor for the main character for me, I had like the main male voice for my main character protagonist and. It was so janky at times. Uh, that's all. I'll say. Really? Like there was, okay. Yeah, there was like a few times when like your character, the protagonist, is supposed to be like scared or caught off guard, and it was literally like, ah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever saw like, <laughs> or heard any of that stuff. Some of it was a little bit janky. Um, that being said, I know that you know the main. And character, you played as a male, right? Not a female. Yeah, I played as a male character, yeah. and or, so I guess I had like a standard male voice um, for my main character. But the only thing I'll say is like I think. S- it got a little weird because sometimes you had to, the tone wasn't quite right for the voice actor main character because you were in a dire situation and then you pick the funny dialogue choice and it just doesn't, it's just not the right tone. It's not that the actor necessarily performed bad, but they just didn't have the correct tone for that situation. Like they shouldn't have had like a darker tone for like you're in Hogsmeade and you're just talking to like a guy, you know, and but like you can choose like a darker option. It just didn't quite hit. So I I found that there was a few things that were a little bit janky like that. Again, not on the voice actor. I think more just like the, the direction that they were given based on what was going on. Cause you know, these voice actors don't know where the voice is heading. They're just given some direction and like they just place it, you know? So that was my big thing, but I'm with you, Matt. I love the music. Um, I really liked a lot of the sound effects for it, for all the spells. They were great. And, um, just the main, just the main Harry Potter theme, just hearing it total banger, you know, it's always going to be good. And, uh, it was just great hearing it in this context at, at Hogwarts legacy. Full agree. Full agree. Yeah. Ditto. Highlight. What'd you think? Honestly, same, same yeah. vein. Ditto. Like the only thing with the dialogue is I don't think it was memorable, but I think you already touched on that. Like it didn't take away, but I wasn't like, this is fucking like Christopher judge cooking or anything like that. So it was fine. like it was fine the music was yeah. great everything yeah. else like it didn't take away from my experience which i'm okay with all right right on npc oh, award npc award uh Let's do i think we might have the same one uh sebastian sebastian a yeah, I, yeah. I, he went full dark side i loved his progression <laughs> um i loved how it happened at a good pace uh really good natural pace there for sebastian um he was just my favorite side character, you know? Um, I just feel, uh, for all the things that we've said on this podcast, um, he's a Slytherin, so Hylet, you're you're probably a big fan of his. Um, and he teaches you, like, all the curses. Like, somehow he just knows these curses, which is great. No, he read a book. But, um, I love how he teaches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he read the book. He, he He's, like, he's I, well read. I guess I can teach you Crucio. Yeah. This is how you yeah. avoid a cadaver, so, like, from page 250 yeah. of Salazar Slytherin's diary. <laughs> Yeah. You, who's your uh, companion, Hylette? Who's your MP? Or sorry, your NPC award. Um, I mean, Sebastian would have, is my number one, but the other one I had a really okay. soft spot for, and I actually want to really enjoying was Poppy, because um, I mean, like she's just so wholesome. She wants to protect the animals, and I think her backstory was actually really interesting. Like she comes from a family of posters, and she was like kind of disowned for not doing that shit, like oh. wanting to do that shit. And some of the quests were fun, like you rescue a dragon from an Ashwinder, like ten. And that yeah, was like an actually yeah, like an that. enjoyable cool, yeah. mission. Um, so like if you get romance, I like how in that mission too, where the 
the dragon cast like or breathes fire on you oh. for some reason we're the only two wizards there in which that, that cast protego sense to cast protego <laughs> <Yep. laughs> like, like, oh. <laughs> the west of them wands in hand are cowering like oh boy yeah. <laughs> well see they probably so, failed defense against the dark so arts weird. years ago so truly 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 yeah. so i oh, know i i really liked her character and i think <laughs> You know, her voice actor I thought was actually pretty solid as far as like the other like most of the performances go and I don't know I have a soft spot for Hufflepuffs most of my friends are Hufflepuffs my wife's a Hufflepuff so I was like she, she's got to at least be number two in my book see that's Love why it. we get along easy I there like, I'm a Hufflepuff. easy there you guys let's <laughs> not go that along? far okay. Uh, okay so companion piece pick is next um, did we all pick Harry Potter movies for this one or just me nope Okay. Like oh wow. Okay. Cheating, I, Lucas. I'm basic, I guess. How is that yeah. cheating? I don't know. It's like it's from the same universe. I just wanted. To, I wanted to use this as. I wanted to use this well, as. Which Harry Potter movie did you pick? Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. My favorite one, the one directed by gotcha. the boy Alfonso Cuarón, and it's very good. It's my favorite movie. It's dark. It's cool. It's got really long one shots. I think everybody misses out on those when they watch that movie, and um, I love it. So I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Short and sweet companion uh, piece pick there for you guys. Highlight, what was yours? Um, I had a hard time trying to think of something that wasn't Harry Potter related. Uh, but I wound up following on Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the animated series. Because I think the hero's journey and the depiction of the struggle between light and dark side, they do a really good job with how they depict Anakin. And I think when I was playing this game, that's kind of how I saw this character is they're willing to learn the dark side to do the ultimate good at the end of the day. So. Or to huff some glue. Or sniff <laughs> some hot, hot glue. Um, but I think, yeah. like, the Clone Wars does depict really well, like, bouncing between, like, the light and the dark. So I think if this game went more in that direction, it would have been a more, like, it would have been really cool. So. Interesting. Yeah. So I didn't got? pick... Well, for one, Star Wars The Clone Wars animated series, everyone should watch that, actually. It's a very, it's a very good show. Have um, you seen that, Matt? I didn't even know you've seen it. It's probably the best. It, for me, it's the best piece of Star Wars media, actually, from everything in the movies. It's up there. I haven't watched all of Mando, uh, Mandalorian, or Andor. Andor? Andor. I haven't watched yeah. those, but from what I've seen, I've seen all the movies. I've seen the season of Mandalorian. Um, by far the best media. You're just but, trying to get me uh, to better like than the Christmas you. special. <laughs> Dude, I've always I've always been a Clone Wars fan. That last Wait, season, I've never known so, this. How Dude, about yeah, that last season? They I've definitely fucking brought it up. Cooked. It's incredible. I yeah. it's so good. Dude, the yeah. siege on Mandalore is yeah. one of the best just story arcs of Star Wars. Period. So good. So what so the? good. Okay, um, wow. I'm like totally left out here. Well, because you don't even watch like animated shows anymore. I can't. I can't even get you to finish Jujutsu Kaisen, Lucas. I, like I just know not to. I'm I'm that. literally watching my hero. Okay, but Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> okay, all you can, you always bring up Jujutsu Kaisen. Maybe I just don't like that. the show, and I can't accept that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, Lucas, you should watch the, the Clone Wars. It's very, very good. Okay. The initial animation is kind of clunky, but it gets better. What's your companion? Piece um, I, kept, sh- I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, it wasn't up. a Harry Potter movie or book. <laughs> um, I'm out here trying to bond with Hylette, and you're out no, here dude. ruining my day. What the fuck? Um, my companion beast pick was at Wizarding World um, Universal Studios. Yo, that's a genius uh, pick. Okay. Holy shit. That's a good pick. I, I thought you were oh, about to say yeah. the Wizards of Waverly Place. 
<laughs> hey, that'd be a funny. If one he did, he would have picked a better narrative than what we just played. So, ooh, honestly, dang, though, shots fired. But um, that's actually that that show is kind of crazy because literally only one of them gets to be a wizard. Yeah. They all have to like. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, Wizarding World of Universal Studios is kind of it's kind of dope. Yeah. You know, you get some butterbeer, go walk around Hogwarts, Hogsmeade. You know, it's a pretty not Hogwarts, more so Hogsmeade. Oh. Buy a um, wand. Buy a wand. See some Death Eaters if you go during Horror Nights. Write a hippogriff. You know, it's a uh, it's cool. And I, I think anyone that's a fan of Harry Potter and that you know that world in general will really enjoy it. And um, if you like getting immersed like you did in Hogwarts Legacy. You know, go to either Florida or California and check out the uh, Wizarding World. Great pick, man! Uh, yeah, highlight. He's winning. Like he's he's really winning you over right now in this in this podcast recording. It's I can see it in your eyes. Hey, you know what? Sometimes, you know, shit happens. Like he picked live action Hogwarts. <laughs> didn't Legacy. expect. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. that's genius. I can't. I can't lie. Didn't yeah. didn't expect didn't didn't expect to to fall in love on. Matt, this I think you're. I think you're risking me a little bit right here. I'm a Risley bear. Yeah, Risley bear. yeah. Um, all right, moving, <laughs> moving into nitpicks. Uh, you know, we kind of already touched on it all, but the big ones for me is the world felt empty outside of Hogwarts. Story was kind of was bad. Um, and oh, there was one thing that really annoyed me because it's just such a simple like game logic, like literally like logic within the game code that literally like didn't pass QA was. There's one side quest I did where. Um, it was in the morning, like some of the random hamlets outside of Hogwarts where some girl's um, brother ran away from home. And then you, you, you go and you find and explore where he was last. And you find that he, I forget why, but he, he turned into an fairy basically. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that quest. And then you can go back and tell her either the truth that he would turn into an fairy. I think it's because he was exploring dark magic. You can either right. tell the truth to that. Or you can lie and say he went off and joined the Ashwinders. And I told her she joined the he joined the Ashwinders. But then I later heard when I walked by her the dialogue of I can't believe he turned into an fairy. And I was just like <laughs> She wasn't listening. Come on, like she was not listening. She just I was like, I know I did not pick that dialogue choice. Yeah, it's not it's not the game developer's fault, it's her fault. She didn't hear you. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But um that was a little thing that like it's not that big a deal, but it was just enough to like yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning because it's a yeah. pretty, pretty easy. Polish. It's it's mm-hmm. called polish, right? Polish, We're missing yeah. some of that. Yeah. Uh, for nitpicks for me, so I'm going to be a little about hardware specific here. I mentioned that I played it on Steam Deck. Um, it was not as optimized. What's like, yeah, Bro, this game is going to destroy a Switch. It's going it like, to yeah. I don't know how this is going to work on last gen hardware at all. It's like not going to be pretty It'll at just all. Look like and PS2 I feel bad. Nah, dude, if an Xbox can run Red Dead 2, it can run this. Nah, dude, this game... I question if a Switch I mean, can run this. I do, too. I mean, I've questioned very, very much if a Switch, a Switch can run it, but, I mean, I'm telling you, I have an SSD on this game uh, for, for my Steam Deck, and I I don't know. I think that it's, it's going to be tough. There was frame rate drops. Loading times were a little tough in certain areas that you would load into or fast travel to. Um, and I do... I did download this thing, and I... I um, anybody out there that has a Steam Deck and highlight you, you know, feel free to take this advice too. There is a utilities package that you could download for the Linux OS called Cryo Utilities, and it increases your performance on Steam Deck for every single game. Oh, sure. um, okay. It's literally just like somebody in the Steam Deck community out there found out that there is a way to increase performance. Um, you download it. It's free. It's super easy to install. And I got extra frames. 
the game had lo faster load times after I installed this. And it's literally the only way I've been able to play Sons of the Forest because Sons of the Forest kept crashing until I downloaded oh, this. Shit, okay. So um, that's a big nitpick. You know, the game had to have a lot of optimization kind of built in for it to be playable on Steam Deck in a really w real way. I know it's very specific to my experience, but I just wanted to point that out. And my big nitpick I mentioned earlier, it's like, dude, give me some sort of rare item drop that like I have to take back to the room of requirement and like use in some sort of potion. Like give me something to work towards when it comes to all your systems. Cause like that's how modern first person game or that's how modern open world games are, you know, like, well, you know, there's, it, it exists in like God of war when you find like a really rare item and now you can do this cool rare upgrade in Elden ring. Like when you found a somber smithing stone, it was a big fucking deal. And like yeah. in Harry Potter, you just don't have any of that stuff or in Hogwarts legacy, you just don't get any of that because there's no depth to these things that you can build. It's yeah. just mandrakes, Chinese chomping cabbage and venomous tentacle is non fucking stop the whole time. So I talked about it a lot already, but that's, that's my big nitpick here. And then I got a oh, few. And also, and to, oh, go ahead. Uh, I just had one more thing to say. This was pretty interesting. If you Google Hogwarts Legacy right now at the time of recording, March 20th, you'll see a lot of headlines right now of people really trying to put the game down as much as possible. Like Hogwarts Legacy player count has dropped dramatically. What does this mean for Hogwarts? It's not a good game. Everybody was right. All this stuff. Um, there's so many headlines that are coming out about that stuff. I saw a Game Rant headline. Um, and I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to bring that up on this recording. Interesting. There I don't know go. how much water, I don't know how much water it holds because people beat the game. So obviously player count is going to drop. So I feel like people are really grasping yeah. at straws there. Also but the game already also, passed a billion dollar mark. So, and it wasn't <laughs> even released on every console it can. So I'm, yeah. Yeah. This I'm, is a I'm money, this a is a money making that. machine here. 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, wait, 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 Hylet, Hylet has no. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Hylet. Oh, you just want me to hate you all over again. I get it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat anything because I agree with all the nitpicks. But some of the smaller ones, I thought it was weird we couldn't pre-save any of our spell loadouts, and we had to slot them individually one by one if we needed to change. So, like, if you're in a room of requirement, you need three spells only there. But I can't have like a room of requirement loadout. Yeah. So that kind of annoyed me. Um, we can't lock any transmogging of our gear. So if I found a better scarf, I had to equip it and then go through the house of like changing the appearance. So oh my God. you know, yeah, my set my couldn't be ruined. <laughs> yeah, it was annoying to have to redo that every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um when you learn a spell, they like you have to go through the stupid like motion of like how the spell is cast, but the animation on your character is still the same, oh. like circular, like, yeah, I did it. But it's like, yeah, no, I know. Like, I thought that was yeah, such a, that's yeah. not polish. No polish. One no thing polish, I do yeah. want to throw in with that, like a little kind of Easter egg they threw in that I thought was cool. Mm. Um, I don't remember if it was every, for all the unforgivable curses, but at least for Avada Kedavra, the killing curse, the spell you weave is a, yeah. a lightning bolt, like for Harry Potter. Yeah. That was oh, sick. okay. Yeah, like a scar. So I thought that was cool. And then my biggest nitpick, we should have had Quidditch. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm not dude. upset about I, that. I was. Um, let me let me drain no way to, into a bullshit uh, side game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it would have been good. Um, there there is a, a Harry Potter Quidditch game. Have you played it? Yeah. Isn't oh like, my like god. PS2, Are you talking about the Xbox one, the old era? old one? Yeah, yeah. It's very fun actually. I played it a lot. Um, that was one of the main games I had rent from my local video store growing up. Oh. 
That's really cute. Is it just called Harry Potter Quidditch? I think it's called Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup. It came out in 2003 uh, for the PlayStation 2, GameCube, oh, Game Boy Advance, even oh, wow. Xbox and Windows. That game was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not too upset that they didn't include Quidditch. I just think it would have been difficult from... Um, I mean, to, to make it good, you would, you're almost asking them to make another game. You know, there may be worse some cases for it to be like a fun little mini game. Maybe it could have been good, but I wasn't too upset by that personally. I mean, considering how not yeah, a lot I think of the game the f- worked out, they might as well have tried, in my opinion. I um, I was gonna say I, that's probably a polished thing. They did make some references to them not being quit. They're yeah, not being Quidditch in the game itself, stupid. which I thought was pretty funny. Where like you're, I don't know if you guys saw the dialogue thing where you're when you're playing as headmaster black and then Kag- uh, professor Kagawa is just like why don't we have quidditch and he's like we can't do quidditch it was just like a very very <laughs> meta commentary on like the fact that there's not quidditch in the game I know. Yeah, and i was just like wow okay at least they kind of made a nod to it that's kind of funny but i don't think the magic was or the flying was good enough for there to be quidditch i'm gonna be honest like the flying was, was pretty enough. the flying yeah. was pretty jank and there wasn't like the way I could see like a Quidditch thing minigame working out is if there was some sort of like speed boost sort of thing. If there was like dodging, if you could move laterally, if you could do like some interesting movement when you're flying. Well, there was a little speed boost, but other than that, it wasn't dynamic enough. Yeah, they would have had to like add in a whole new thing. That being said, they should have probably published polished the flying a little bit more because I, I think that was lacking. The <laughs> some flying polish was too. a tiny bit janky. Yeah, I can admit that. Yeah, it was it was a little janky there, but okay. Um, is that it for nitpicks there, highlight? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do uh, rename this game. I I I got a I got a hot segment here for you guys, real quick. So, I think that if they wanted to go super hard, or they wanted to do a good job in this game. It should have been Hogwarts Legacy colon something. Like they're trying mm. to go really big on this. I think they needed to do some sort of like like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, right? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Like you kind of do this thing where you kind of like have a, a, a grounded idea of the world and then you like make it so that this is, hey, this is not just one story. This is actually one of many stories that's probably going to come in the future, right? So yeah. this should have been called Hogwarts Legacy, The Keeper's Promise. That would have been good. I agree. Yeah. Um, did you have an alternate name? No, I kind of forgot that was all a segment. Right. And oh, sorry. When I remember, I, could, <laughs> I, decided, I didn't think of shit It's a pretty either. new segment. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I got a little silly with mine. I'm, I'm going to say that outright. But, um, you know, Harry Potter is named after Harry Potter. So I named mine after Tobias Stone Free, my character's name. So my alternative name is Tobias Stone Free and the Magical Lobotomizations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you did get pretty silly with yours. I like it. But, um, I like it. Oh, then another one was Goblins Gone Wild. <laughs> okay. I took mine way more seriously, dude. My, okay, my names here are The Wizarding World, col- all of mine have colons. The Wizarding World, colon, The Adventure Begins. Okay, Ooh, it's good. Good entry point. Bad. Really good marketable name. You know, real easy to grasp. Grandma will buy that game for her yeah. grandson at Christmas. And that's like easily. the promise of multiple games that we'll be buying. So yeah, like yeah. We got Hogwarts Legacy: The Keeper's Promise. Hogwarts Legacy: The Keeper's Pact. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy: Rebellious Shadows. That's a little bit of a darker name. Okay, if we wanted to go for a rated M type game. Okay, and this is great because now the next game is just called Hogwarts Legacy colon something else. The next DLC, you just do Hogwarts Legacy colon something else, which they're probably going to do anyway, right? Yeah. So that's my big thing. I um, 
I like to have fun with the alternative names. I think my last one for Last of Us was A Fungus Among Us. That's, that's yeah, a that's <laughs> name, bro. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. Uh, final conclusive thoughts. Uh, real quick, just sum it up for me. Um, this is an okay game that you'll like a lot if you like Harry Potter. That yeah. are having to review it as a game. Yeah. Uh, I My thoughts are, I think this game is enjoyable for portions of it. And I think if you played this game, you... I don't know if you'll regret spending the money on it. I think even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, you could probably still find some stuff to do that's pretty fun. I just think it's lacking a lot of what open world games are now these days. I think in terms of open world games, this 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 game's pretty behind, but it's still playable and, and fun at times. I got that. This I is let, a this is a mediocre game with a ten out of ten gimmick. <laughs> All right, that's great. Um, that's, okay, yeah, that's a good uh, way to sum it up. Final final uh, score here. So what we're doing, you know, we have all three of us on. We all played the game. So we'll be rating this game all out of 10. We're going to add those up and come up with our TFP score, which will be a added up score out of 30. Uh, boys, are we ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Six. Seven. Seven. Oh. Wow. Okay. I suspected so we all be somewhat in this yeah. range. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was going to go a little bit higher. And then as I was talking to this one, I realized how upset I got about the lack of progression in all these systems that were here, which is what I really value in games. And the, the narrative dissonance, I think that that kind of uh, nailed it for me. I was bouncing between seven and eight. Yeah. yeah. I was between a six yeah. and a seven. Right. And the more I talked, the more I realized I think this game just could be so much better, but it wasn't. I think <laughs> here's my thing is I think that this game like the like I think this is a a, a good jumping not it's not the best but it, it's it's a decent jumping off point I for agree. the series and the IP and where it's really going to go because like I see that there's going to be like seasonal DLC probably around Christmas time there's probably going to be like a good sequel in five years you know there's probably going to be all sorts of really cool stuff that they'll do with this game maybe they'll add like other dimensions more potions more tools that you can use more plants you can grow. I mean, I think that there's there's something there underneath all this stuff. Um, and maybe there'll be a cool, like, five-hour-long DLC side quest that's, like, actually has a good story that we mm. could all get behind, you know, that expands the canon a little bit. So I think there's a place for them to go. I don't want to be too negative on the whole thing because um, ultimately I want Harry Potter and the Wizarding World to succeed as an IP, for sure. No, same here. And I think in the TFP lore, a six isn't necessarily a bad score. If we can, I think we can all agree <laughs> on that after all the time we spent together online and off. For me, there is a good game in here, but there's so many ifs to make it a better game. Like if they fix mm -hmm. the repetition, if they fix the mechanics, if they fix the builds. And for me, we were starting to hit on one too many ifs rather than like the game as it is today. Like a game Love shouldn't it. need a DLC to make it better. In my I, yeah, I agree. So. But I have hope. Like, if this is a floor in the foundation, then I am excited if they do release a sequel and address a lot of the criticisms that's been lobbied. And I do think it's mm -hmm. worth playing. I don't regret it. But the game today, it's just a mediocre, like, okay game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. IGN gave this one a nine, guys. So <laughs> we're. Something. we're oh. Once again, we're not in agreement with what they went for. We're actually closer to the GameSpot score, which was a 6 out of 10. Oh, okay. IGNs are clowns, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only decent thing out of IGN these days is um, GameScoop. 
and beyond. Love, do do love, it. do love Game Scoop. But uh, all right, everyone. I think that's all we got today. Hyalet, my friend, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hyalet eight four six. I'm slowly trying to be more active on there. And if Twitter is not your jam, find me on the Discord. I am there all Love the time. Love it. Which reminds me, I, I did, you know, I was just so excited to tell everyone about the girl that ghosted me that I forgot to um, give our little <laughs> social media spiel here. Uh, everyone, you can find us online at TFP Podcast. That's at TFP Podcast with an S at the end. Um, again, that is our Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And if you go into the link, the link tree on any of those, you'll find a link to our Discord. Uh, Coming out in the Discord, it's a great time. Probably best place to reach myself, Lucas. I let not Mickey really anyone involved in the pod coming out. It's a good time. Uh, you can find our website at thanks for playing live. And if you want, you can shoot us an email at thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. Uh, ask us questions, comments, concerns, whatever you got. I'll personally reply to your email with a selfie. Um, this isn't just asking for a discord invite. Just this is any email <laughs> a selfie. Uh, so go ahead, coming out, reply there. It's going to be a good time. Uh, if you want to hang out with your good buddy, Matt, you can find me on Twitter at Good idea. Matthew, Lucas, where can we find you? You could find me on Instagram at Good Idea Lucas, and you could find me in the Discord hanging out, um, you know, talking about video games, talking about magic a little bit. I'm almost diamond. Very excited for that. Good and um, yeah, and, and also voting on our newest game, which I think, are we closing the voting officially now or are we going to give it a day or so? Let me check if it's close or not. I don't think it's that close. Yeah, I mean, I just saw I just saw you vote. <laughs> I literally just saw you vote, Matt. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing we're gonna play remake. Um, fuck it, I'll just call it. Yeah, we're gonna play Metroid Prime remake, um, which will be very interesting if you know my history with the Metroid series in general. But obviously, this is a very different game than Super Metroid was. So I am going into it with an open mind. Okay. Um, Yay. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Um, yeah, Metroid Prime Remake, that'll be our April game. Look forward to that, everyone. And then um, we'll see what's going on beyond that. But all right, everyone, this has been... Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. scooby Book. Thanks for Playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Sammy Luna, and our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 